it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. One year ago, the Democrats were impeaching Donald Trump as we were getting our first, for lack of a better word, taste of the China virus. Remember this time, about this time, a little, maybe a couple weeks from now? Nancy Pelosi was telling us to go to Chinatown. AOC was telling us we were racist if we weren't going under Chinese restaurants. People stopped buying Corona beer. That one I never got. And the Democrats were so laser-focused on working with the administration that they were in the, in the middle of a partisan impeachment. Here we are a year later, and nothing's changed except for the fact that Donald Trump is the former president. And they are holding an impeachment trial in the Senate without the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. We have a trial that's about to commence in the Senate without a president to remove or a Chief Justice to preside. Now, I'm going to focus on someone right here. Lawrence Tribe who worked in the Obama administration, is a Harvard law... I I understand. I didn't even go to law school. How could I possibly provide perfectly executed political analysis on, on this man? I mean, he went to Harvard. He teaches at Harvard. I've only driven past Harvard. Okay, once in high school, we walked on the campus, but that's besides the point. Couldn't possibly be that this mostly C student from the journalism telecommunications department of the University of Florida, a rock DJ. Did you know I DJed in a strip club once? I couldn't possibly have the intellect to follow this man. You know, swimming around behind the scenes, you have people like Cass Sunstein, you know, the nudge guy, also worked for Obama. Mark Elias, And Perkins Coy also works for the Democrats. By the way, uh, Mark Elias does not get to scientifically win the uh, New York 22 race. Claudia Tenney has won because her opponent has finally conceded, basically ending Mark Elias' contention that the voting machines had produced an irregularity. And it was slim. It was like 120 votes. But it's amazing how this document, the Constitution, that was written for the common citizen to understand, a contract, a blueprint for not only government, but the law of the land, has been so perverted by a handful of people who believe, because they either teach at Yale or Harvard or Brandeis or wherever, that the Constitution and its language belongs to them. And that any argument they make should be accepted because they're the ones making it. Well, that's not how the Constitution... The the Constitution was not written in the halls of the Harvard Law School or the Yale Law School or the Columbia Law School, for that matter. And it granted no power to people like tribe to pervert its words and its language. Now, first up, let me get to this real quick, The Hill. 
Schumer and McConnell reached deal on Trump impeachment trial. Senate leadership announced on Monday they have reached a deal on the framework for former President Trump's impeachment trial, which will start on Tuesday. Quote, for the information of the Senate, the Republican leader and I, in consultation with both the House managers and former President Trump's lawyers, have agreed to a bipartisan resolution to govern the structure and timing of the impending trial. Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, Democrat New York, said from the floor, all parties have agreed to a structure that will ensure a fair and honest Senate impeachment trial of the former president. I don't know how that's possible. A former president has never been tried in the Senate. And the Supreme Court chief, the chief justice of the Supreme Court is not presiding. So I don't even know how we have this. Schumer's announcement comes after he disclosed during a press conference in New York earlier that they were finalizing an agreement. A timeline would allow the trial to wrap up as early as next week as both sides agree not to call witnesses. Under the deal, the Senate will debate and vote on Tuesday on whether the trial is constitutional. The effort to declare the trial unconstitutional will fall short after Rand Paul forced a vote on the issue. Late last month, 44 GOP senators supported his effort. On what grounds is this trial of a private citizen constitutional? On what grounds? Well, we'll get into the damage this man Lawrence Tribe is doing to our republic and our constitution from his perch in the Harvard Law School in just a second. Looking at the constitution and only the constitution, using the words and only the words of the constitution, The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments when sitting for that purpose. They shall be on oath or affirmation. When the President of the United States is tried, the Chief Justice shall preside. The Chief Justice is not presiding. A partisan senator is presiding. And no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of the members present. Now we know they don't have the votes for that. We know that 17 Republican senators are not going to go for this, so they don't have it. But here's something interesting. Judgment in cases of impeachment shall, now the word shall is is an absolute term, shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States, but the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to law. Removal and. You know, it's funny when we discuss the Second Amendment, the left, in many cases led by people like Lawrence Tribe, Do not designate the comma as a break in the thought. When referring to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Isn't it kind of funny how how the, the document belongs to them? It makes their arguments for them. Now, I want to read something to you from an op ed Lawrence Tribe wrote for the The Washington Post. Headline, the Senate can constitutionally hold an impeachment trial after Trump leaves office. And he writes, the Constitution references impeachment in six places, but nowhere answers this precise question. 
Article 1, Section 3 comes closest to delineating the contours of the impeachment power, instructing that judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. These judgments, in quotes, removal and disqualification are analytically distinct and linguistically divisible. Well, how so? Well, then he writes this. Their divisibility was first established by the Senate during the 1862 trial of federal turned Confederate Judge West Humphreys and reaffirmed by a parliamentary inquiry during the 1936 trial of impeached Judge Halsted Ritter. I'm missing the part of the Constitution where the Senate sits in judgment of the language of the Constitution. I thought that was Article 3, right? I mean, we're always told. Even in the absence of the word interpretive or interpret, that the Supreme Court interprets the Constitution. There is no mention that the Senate decides when language is divisible. How did the Senate come to decide this? Well, they did. And now tribe thinks, as others do, because they're scholars, you know, and they're smarter than you, that when it is convenient to make this argument, they now say that we could skip over the part about removal. Well, first you have to skip over the fact that the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is not presiding over this trial. So whatever framework or agreement that was created and agreed upon by even Trump's defense team is kind of nonsensical. The framework must include the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Now, even if the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court didn't believe the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court must provide, meaning if this were a case before the Supreme Court, that would be a very bad judgment for the Supreme Court to make because then that would mean they were looking squarely at the text of the Constitution and saying, nope, we don't think the, the Chief Justice must provide over the impeachment, even though it says clearly that the only way to conduct this is with the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, not a partisan opposition senator who is on record opposing the accused. Can you imagine in any other trial? I understand in my lack of a legal degree, my pedestrian academic background, my, dare I say, Neanderthal, knuckle-dragging academic pedigree by comparison to the high-minded like Elizabeth Warren that there is a substantial difference between a Senate trial of a president, vice president, or other civil officer of the federal government and a simple criminal trial. I fully understand that. Can you imagine on, on any other occasion where the judge, the presi- the, that person presiding over the courtroom proceedings would be allowed to sit knowing full well that person has a bias against the person accused. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. Then we have this. Headline McClatchy DC. Democrats have backup plan in case Senate doesn't convict Trump on impeachment. Well, we know. We know that they don't have the 17 votes. They simply don't. 
And I quote, Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz of Florida raised the idea of a dual track process that would reserve a second constitutional pathway. We're talking about censure. Senator Tim Kaine began exploring the idea on the Senate side. Their attention focused on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. I rarely cited Civil War era provision. You know what's funny? Whenever the Democrats want to reach back into the 19th century, it's never old. It's not outdated. They don't concern themselves with modern language. There is a distinction between what took place at the Capitol and the actual the actual uh, civil war. These people were not organized by a government that was training them, arming them, providing them uniform, flags to march under. They were not representing a government. Now, if what they committed was insurrection, it would be hard to distinguish the difference between that and those that tried to interrupt the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh and those that firebombed the courthouse, the federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon, nightly. The fact that they weren't, look, those people that occupied the Senate during the Kavanaugh hearings, and we can, you can all watch the videos, they were not going to stop the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh, even if they had burst the doors down and, and, and you know put every senator in a chokehold. They were going to hold that vote just as no matter what happened, they were going to certify the election in the Capitol regardless. Whether it was that day, the next day, an hour later, uh, you know, however. This was not a confederacy. They could sit there and scream and yell until they're blue in the face. A confederacy would involve states banding together to say, We are going to, as this grouping of states, overthrow the United States. Now, if you want to say simple insurrection, then you have to apply it evenly. A resolution to censor Trump would require a simple majority vote to pass the House and the Senate. Constitutional scholars, including Michael Gerhardt, Lawrence Tribe, there he is again, Bruce Ackerman, and Erwin Chemerensky, have advised lawyers on the plan. Ackerman, a professor of constitutional law and political science at Yale University, told McClatchy that President Joe Biden would not be required to sign the resolution, but that knowing would stop him from voluntarily endorsing the effort, vindicating the Constitution's continuing importance. The decisive precedent was established by Congress in 1869 when it implemented Section 3 through a joint resolution to disqualify all Confederate officials from service, Ackerman said. Well, there were no Confederate officials. There was no breakaway. No states went into rebellion. No states armed themselves officially against the government of the United States. You had a bunch of jerkweeds get into the Capitol and, yes, break some windows. And they should be held accountable. But to try to actually say this was like the Confederacy is absolutely ridiculous. The three conservative justices appointed to the Supreme Court by Trump would likely read this stature as it originally intended and support that the Congress is on sound legal footing, Ackerman said. Some of the scholars, including Ackerman, have helped draft the resolution, engaging in late night calls with congressional staff from the offices of Senators Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island and Dick Durbin of Illinois and Kane as well, as Representative Steve Cohen of Tennessee and Washerman Saltz, among others. Well, here's where it gets interesting. 
Durbin, the second highest ranking Democrat of the Senate and chair of the Judiciary Committee, suggested in late January that a resolution of some kind could follow an acquittal. I hope enough Republicans join us to impeach the president, Durbin said on January 27th. If they don't, perhaps we'll consider alternatives. But some Democratic lawyers have raised concerns that the strategy could come back to haunt the party. The Constitution does not allow Congress to punish an individual over a crime without due process or trial, a process referred to in the founding document as the Bill of Attainder. Democratic lawyers have warned members of Congress that any move to bar Trump from holding office without conviction at an impeachment trial could provide him with a strong constitutional argument in any future challenge. This is why tribe is trying to convince everyone that there is severability here or divisibility, if you will. This is why they're looking for this second avenue where they don't even have a conviction and they still try to prevent Donald Trump from running in 2024. Look what they're doing to the republic. They're essentially saying, we want the power. We want the power to decide who gets to run for president of the United States. And there are some Republicans, one of them named Liz Cheney, who agrees with this. Now, I can't take credit for this. I wanted to, but I don't do that. I don't poach. Somebody pointed out to me on social media last night, Liz Cheney said to Chris Wallace on Sunday that the Republican Party is the party of Lincoln, Eisenhower, Reagan. Why didn't she say it was the party of Bush and Cheney? Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. So what you have, you have law school professors who are trying to worm their way in, twist, turn, bend, in some cases break the Constitution so the Democrats can get their way. There is not one word of text in the Constitution as read that reads the way Lawrence Tribe is reading it. But he has the ear of the Democrat Party. This man is destroying the Constitution. I don't give a damn if he teaches at Harvard or some pre-law class at at an esoteric small liberal arts college. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.